Hi, you guys. Welcome back and happy Independence Day. And I, I hope that's not triggering to anybody. If it's too stressful to hear that word, um, we recorded a special curated version of the show for you on YouTube. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. But for the people that can really look at <clears throat> what is this holiday in America today, um, that happens to be relevant to everybody in the world in a major way. Um, you know, it's not being taught in schools anymore, really what it is. It, we, we made a joking title on the SafeStream version that it was Happy Hot Dog Day, and that's kind of what it's degenerated into, hot dogs and hamburgers and beer. And I'm not criticizing people eating those things, although, um, you know, this is not a health food issue. This is a issue of remembering what, what the holiday was for. And... Um, it's amazing. There have been interviews of man on the street, woman on the street, and they're asked, what, was, what is Independence Day in America? Who was Independence declared from? And a bunch of other really simple, basic questions like that. And most of the uh, college graduates, because these were asked in college towns, like in Florida and places like that, and they didn't know. They had, you know, independence from Mexico, maybe, or... Um, you know, they just had no idea. People are graduating from school now without being able to read or do basic things like that. And it's not um, its not a mistake. It's not by chance. So what's Independence Day? It was independence uh, 245 years ago <clears throat> from a foreign government, which was the government at the time of the UK, the British government. And the king there was acting tyrannical and was being supported by the rest of the government. And, you know, the question it brings up is why is the declaration relevant to people alive now this much later, especially all over the world, who may not live in America? And it, it's not very long. I'm going to try to read some of it at least. So, And I hope you won't be bored, you know, but... The purpose of this show, the, the reason we take the time to do it, <clears throat> is really not for entertainment. It's not for view counts, although um, you know some of the famous platforms have made our counters run backwards and things like that, shadow banning and all that. But the purpose of the show, as long as we're able to use the platform and we're appearing on the more free speech platforms finally now, is... Um, we got this situation going on in the world that people don't want to think about when they're busy celebrating Hot Dog Day or however they look at the holiday. And it's really important. And it's like Edmund Burke said a long time ago, if, if good people, he said good men at the time, meaning everybody, men, women, kids, everyone, if, if good people, good men do nothing, then evil takes over. And it's kind of, you know, under the radar for most people because normal people don't think about other people being intentionally evil. They think about maybe mistakes and that the government's there to try to help them all the time and our our rulers are working day and night to try to serve us and that sort of thing because that's how we've been trained. But that's not actually what happens. And so it's important that not just Americans, but uh, people all over the world understand what's in the Declaration of Independence, do you already know? Did you read it? Uh, certainly, if you're American, 
hopefully you did, but if you're in any other country, it's really relevant too because what was unique about it is the founders of America, although they never perfectly lived up to all the principles, they they at least understood that they're what's called natural rights and they're not rights from the government. The government gives you rights that they don't own the the right to themselves, you know. The natural rights, which include everything that you can live your life in any way that you want as long as you don't take away the rights of somebody else or trespass on their property or their freedoms in any way. You can live however you want. You can think however you want. You can do what you want as long as it's not going out, as we said, and and harming others intentionally. You can't, you know, freedom does not include things like starting a GMO business to destroy the genetic makeup of the biosphere. That's not part of legitimate freedom. But it includes pretty much everything that you need to do to have the best possible life. And people were getting together from the 13 states. They were called colonies. But states means countries. And America consisted of 13 different countries in the late 1770s. And these countries got together. They were all independent and they wanted to cooperate. They were already cooperating under the Articles of Confederation. But they wanted to, they realized they needed more cohesion, uh, a unified declaration if they were going to be free from the tyranny of the foreign government at the time, which was coming from England. And you can see from hearing a little bit of what they wrote their thought was more coherent than most people nowadays in America. And their use of language was good. It was like they were wide awake and well, they, had, they had a lot of human faults. But they had wisdom in some areas and the need for independence and the respect for natural rights. So they titled this thing that I, I don't want to take too much of our time because it's going to go fast, but we'll see how far we get. It was They called it the Unanimous Declaration of the 13 United States of America. Unanimous, all the 13 countries called colonies agreed on it, that they should be independent. And they said, when in the course of human events, <clears throat> it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bounds bands, actually, which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. In other words, why do they want to be independent from the government of Britain? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. I mean, there's so many important points here. The only reason that government is legitimate is if the people it governs consent No tyranny is legitimate anywhere in the world, including America. And in America, we have tyranny now. It wasn't uh, what the founders had in mind. So the governments are instituted among men, meaning men and women, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. 
that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, in other words, it gets in the way of your freedom, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. No, no wonder you're not taught this in school, right? And to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. In other words, government's there to protect your happiness, not to enslave you and steal your property and your money. That's not why they're there. And they're not there to make the world fair. Because what happens is, if you fall for that, you get evil people in government saying, "Um, we're going to make it fair for you. And first of all, we have to steal everything you have and and spy on you. And that's going to make it really fair. Uh, And it goes on from there. But they said, prudence indeed will dictate the government's long established should not be uh, changed for light and transient causes. In other words, if you've got a government that's well established, um, which the British government was pretty strongly established, you shouldn't throw it away for unimportant causes. And they said, accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to, to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. In other words, nobody wants to overthrow their government if they're a normal person. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them to absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty of free people to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. In other words, the government's supposed to guard your freedom, to protect it. That's the only reason they're there, the only reason. And when they have to protect the borders of your country, because every country needs absolutely secure, guarded borders, or else they aren't a country. If they go crazy, then they have to be replaced. So this is the words of our founders which the current government in the U.S. and most other countries would consider completely, um, they would uh, probably classify it as terrorism because the new tyrants are worried about freedom. But they said, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, meaning countries, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let the facts be submitted to a candid world. In other words, this is why we want independence. And then they listed the main reasons. Talking about the king, they said as he's refused to assent to his assent to laws most wholesome and necessary for the public good. In other words, he won't support good laws. He's forbidden his governors. The the British had governors over every one of the countries in America, the colonies. He forbids his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation until his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He's refused to pass other laws in the accommodation of large districts of people unless these people would relinquish the right of representation of legis- in the legislature, a right 
inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. In other words, he w- the king would not agree to important laws being passed. Uh, you look at modern equivalents like, oh, an important law against censorship on uh, public media, stuff like that. Uh, no, the government hasn't helped us with that at all, and they didn't at that time either with the equivalent issues. And they said he has called together legislative bodies at unusual places that are uncomfortable and distant from the depository of their public records. Now, don't get too, too bored. We're, we're halfway through, okay? This is not not a long document, but it's really important. Well, not quite halfway, but almost. Um the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. In other words, the government won't listen to the objections of the people. He's refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. In other words, the government wouldn't do its primary functions of uh, protecting freedom. The king had endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws of natural for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their mitigations or encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriation of land, making it harder for people to get land in the, in the uh, new country. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his absent, his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He's made judges dependent on his will alone, government controlling judges, for the tenure of their office and the amount of their payment. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent swarms of officers to harass their people and eat out their substance. Almost sounds like contact tracers. And he's kept among us, in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of the legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to civil powers, and civil control of the military is essential. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving assent to the acts of pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us. At the time, the army troops were uh, just breaking into houses and requiring the owners to feed them and things like that, ordering families what to do which is exactly what the World Economic Forum has called for recently and going into families and checking out whether any of your kids or anybody should remove from your family for their own safety. Um, And then these troops that take over houses, he said, the king has been protecting them by mock trials from punishment for any murders which they commit on the inhabitants of these states, just like the UN has been caught murdering people in so many places where they're operating, cutting off trade with all parts of the world, imposing taxes without our consent, depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. Some of the people that have been in prison without charges since early January 
are examples of the same thing in the U.S. today, or worse, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, altering fundamentally the forms of our government, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coast, burned our towns. That was done privately this last summer, you might have noticed, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begin, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages, totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their own country, to pretend the to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us. Again, we've seen that last summer. And has endeavored to bring our inhabitants of our frontiers, uh, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for a redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarranted jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of their emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity and have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and consanguinity, common blood. We must therefore acquiesce to this in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind enemies in war and in peace friends. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, united being a small u, states being a large s, in other words, cooperating separate countries called colonies or states, We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name of the, and by all my, and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, and they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain 
is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all the other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the, on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pre- pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. And they all knew that by writing this declaration, <clears throat> they were basically agreeing to their own deaths. Signed by state, Georgia, Button Gwinnett, Lyman Hall, George Walton, North Carolina, William Hooper, Joseph Hughes, John Penn, South Carolina, Edward Rutledge, Thomas Hayward, Jr., Thomas Lynch, Jr., Arthur Middleton, Massachusetts, John Hancock in giant signature saying, come get us, basically, Maryland, Samuel Chase, William Packer, Thomas Stone, <clears throat> Charles Carroll of Carrollton, Virginia, George Wythe, Richard Henry Lee, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Harrison, Thomas Nelson Jr., Francis Lightfoot Lee, Carter Braxton, Pennsylvania, Robert Morris, Benjamin Russ, Rush, Benjamin Franklin, John Morton, George Clymer, James Smith, George Taylor, James Wilson, George Ross, Delaware, Caesar Rodney, George Reed, Thomas McKean, New York, William Floyd, Philip Livingston, Francis Lewis, Lewis Morris, New Jersey, Richard Stockton, John Witherspoon, Francis Hopkinson, John Hart, Abraham Clark, New Hampshire, Josiah Bartlett, William Whipple, Massachusetts, Samuel Adams, John Adams, Robert Treat Payne, Etheridge Jerry, Rhode Island, Stephen Hopkins, William Ellery, Connecticut, Roger Sherman, Samuel Huntington, William Williams, Oliver Walcott, New Hampshire, Matthew Thornton, Thornton. How many of those guys do you know the names of? We should. Not just Americans, you know, but um, these guys have had a hand in the potential for freedom worldwide because the rights they talked about, the natural rights, are not the enumerated rights in the Constitution. They're all the natural rights. As long as you don't attack other people, ruin their lives, and kill them and trespass on their property and their their natural freedoms, then you can live and speak and think however you want. This is in the old legends of a country that was called 
the United States of America long to, not that long ago. I mean, 245 years is a flash. Time is relative, and that's not much of it compared to history. So what happened? And people might ask, you know, some, some of my friends, some of the friends of Lost Arts Radio are peaceful anarchists, and they say, why the need for any level of government? Government's a mess, you know, it's like Ronald Reagan said, government is the problem. And in its current state, that's certainly true, even though they want you to think they're protecting you from some other problem. But, you know, pointing to that, people would say, some really great people, great teachers and speakers and freedom advocates would say, submitting to any kind of government is really stupid. But in an ideal time when everybody was of very high consciousness and evil has left the planet, probably you don't need government. But in case you haven't noticed, if you look around a little bit, evil hasn't quite left the planet yet. In fact, <laughs> it's looking like it's in charge, although there are signs of awakening. People thought a constitutional republic would be a good way to start. The founders thought that would be a good kind of federal government to have and to make something like that in all the states too. <clears throat> because in a, what they were thinking, I would say, based on their writings, is that in a constitutional republic, the rights of the minority are guaranteed. If you're a minority of one person, and you're living according to mutual love and respect of other people and not going out trying to, you know, take over everybody else's rights, then you should be respected and protected by government because your neighbors are not necessarily going to do it. So that's an ideal, the reason for a constitutional republic and all these people on television and in the newspapers and the radio saying, our democracy in America, they're extremely uneducated or they don't understand the difference. We, the founders in America did not create a democracy. And the old pure democracy that was modeled in ancient Greece and places like that, if the mob of society goes crazy, then democracy votes to do whatever they want to the minority in any given issue and they can kill the 49% if 51% vote for it. The problem there is not democracy though. The problem is the consciousness of the people. So knowing that the consciousness was not very enlightened, the rulers, the original formulators, the founders of the American nation, the one that was just starting, thought, all right, well, mob rule is going to be really bad because of the consciousness of the people. But if we put principles of natural rights and freedoms into the Constitution and make that the law of the land, maybe that will protect the country against being destroyed from within by mis, uh, misinformed democracy. So, Anarchy is not a bad thing. It's really an ideal, in a way. 
But when is it not ideal? It's an ideal when you don't have people that are looking for ways to cheat and hurt each other and kill each other. And other countries trying to invade, you know, it's good for a, a time in the future if we get through this turning point that the world is at right now and consciousness starts to come back. Uh, it's not appropriate now to have anarchy because what happens with anarchy is you get very quickly the rule of gangs, the rule of money, the rule of corporations, which is taking over America and most countries anyway right now because our governments are corrupt. So between the idealistic model of a government by consent of the people for their protection, I mean real protection, not tyranny in the name of protection like we have now, but real protection. What happened? You know, because we got a really serious situation right now. America is supposed to be an example of freedom. It's right in the founding documents. And instead, it's an example of tyranny. It's not, hasn't gotten as bad as the UK and Australia, New Zealand, France, and a lot of other places like that. But it's pretty bad, and it's going in the direction of really terrible examples like the current Canadian government, which has decided to go full fascist. Um, but in the beginning, when the United States first got together, the freedom that they put into their documents and enforced and allowed led to great prosperity. And the wealth of the world was not being stolen by America, it was being produced by America because freedom produces prosperity. But everything on this plane of existence that we call the real world, the, the physical world, is governed by cause and effect. You know, when you really are willing to get into it and investigate, it turns out nothing happens by chance. And everything we do creates causes, which create effects. It's not always obvious that it's cause and effect. It looks like chance because of time delays. But um, you can't be clever enough, no even if you're really evil and that's your whole devotion, to, to avoid the consequences of cause and effect. It's called... In the East, it's called karma, and it's real. It's not a belief system. It's not a religion. It's observation of how things work over long periods of time. In Western religion, sometimes it's called reaping what you sow. It's not a belief. It happens if you don't believe in it just as much. So the impulse at the beginning of the country um, had a good idea, freedom, not democracy. That was rejected. But a um, constitutional republic based on real values, natural rights, things like that, rights from God. But there were other imp impulses at the same time, and the founders were affected, and the country was affected, and karmic results were incurred over time, and they, they built up and became cumulative. What am I talking about? There are lots of examples. Slavery. Slave traders, mostly Islamic in Africa, captured and kidnapped people from African tribes who were not going out and trying to hurt anybody. They would make the business of kidnapping, mostly Islamic slave traders. 
and they would bring them to their west coast and then corrupt evil people from the u.s and uh some other places would come and pick up the kidnapped victims and bring them to the u.s and they were slaves and that was uh very powerful negative karmic force and it doesn't mean that if you're in america now that you should pay for slavery you're gonna pay for slavery anyway because karma is powerful and you can't get out of it by normal means so slavery was a negative influence although it was overcome early in england and america before most other countries it's still going on now in Africa, in several countries there. There are some religions that can still consider it just fine. And actually it's going on. So to think that America is like the most racist place is ridiculous. It's not borne out by history. And it's been over for hundreds of years, well, not hundreds of years, but many years in America. And right now, there are people of all nationalities and color, color skin and uh, heritages and, who are very successful in America. That's not, racism is not the problem in America right now. And for anybody to fall for it, like the media is pushing us to do, and to look down on people because of their race, of any color, black, white, brown, yellow, red, green, whatever color, is really, really a sign of incredible stupidity on our part. Because these are our costumes, and they're colored. I never met one that's white or black, actually. You know, in case you're unclear on what those colors are, white is the color of snow, and black is the color of, of uh, coal and ebony and uh, obsidian and things like that. I've never met anybody who looks white or black. But even if they did, what difference would it make? Inside is the person, the spirit not physical, not mortal, experiencing life in a physical body temporarily and to fight about what color people are or what country they came from is really, really dumb and self-destructive. And that's why our rulers want us to think that way. You know, so if you're, they want you to say, no, if they had to describe the real color of your skin, they would be talking like an artist talks about paint colors and saying, well, kind of a dark tan color um, or ebony colored a little bit or not quite black or not quite white, really pink, uh, kind of a reddish bronze tone. I mean, it would be very complex and there would be millions of gradations. Nobody is exactly the same color as anybody else because you're unique and everybody is in a form that's inherently beautiful. Every single one of them, it absolutely doesn't matter what color it is. But media thinks that we're so dumb that we could look down on each other because of so-called race. It's, it's just one race, human. And even if there's another race that comes from other planets that's not human, so what? Everybody is spirit inside, no matter what planet you come from. So this idea of divide and conquer it would be really good for us to wake up and not fall for that anymore. But slavery was going on at the time. It hadn't yet been ended. And all kinds of major crimes against Native Americans. And no, all the Native Americans weren't nice and friendly. They were humans. And they still are, and so is everybody. 
but the deception from the U.S. government against Native Americans and perpetuating this myth that Native Americans were less than humans, just like slaves, um, that, that's very bad karma <laughs> to fall for that, and we're still reaping the rewards of that. No, it doesn't mean people of light skin should be paying people money with dark skin. We're not slaves anymore. None of us own slaves, at least as far as I know. And uh, we're supposed to be learning the current lesson, which is we're all one family. We're all one spirit. If you get that, all the years of Lost Arts Radio are, are worth it. We're not here for entertainment. I'm obviously not a good entertainer anyway. Not even a real professional radio host. I'm just a regular old person that is looking at the outside world and saying, you know, where this is going after decades of analysis is total extermination. And I don't think that's a very good plan. I don't know what you think about it. But I've dug into the higher levels of the rulers, way above the level of visible rulers, you know, like government uh, governors and presidents and prime ministers and other kinds of ministers and stuff like that. They're, they're the visible face of whatever country's government you're living under right now. They're not the real rulers. They're figureheads. Even the really smart ones are just figureheads. The power structure continues up and up and up and up. Dr. Stephen Greer has uncovered many of the levels, but it goes all the way up to non-human levels. And I'm not talking about ETs. ETs are just physical beings that don't happen to live on our same planet. And the evidence for ETs is overwhelming, guys. There's no question. And I've been, this week, I was accosted by some very aggressive um, flat earth people. And I, I don't disbelieve in flat earth. I don't believe in global earth. I don't go by belief. I go by wanting to know what the truth is with everything. As soon as you sign up for a belief in round earth or flat earth or de Democrat or Republican or whatever, you can't afford to think that it might be incorrect. You can't look at it honestly anymore. But I was accosted by people saying, well, ETs can't exist because then my theory of flat earth would be wrong and I can't have that because it's my belief. And I'm thinking, fine, this is an example of if you have a belief, it restricts your ability to look honestly at things. And I don't want to do that. So I'm trying my best and recommending to anybody else who understands this too. Don't stop on the level of belief. Find out. And if you find out your belief is wrong, if you find out the world is really flat, be willing to admit it. If you find out the world is really round, dump the flat earth belief. I mean, there's no ego in this stuff if you just want to know what's true. If you know what's true and it's you're correct now, you don't have to defend it. It's going to be obviously correct in the future. You just don't have to worry about it. It's not an ego issue. And so, um, the truth is that slavery was a sign of bad, very low consciousness on the part of people who were involved in it. But it, it was a tradition in many countries. It's still going on in some, as I said. And it had to be transcended. And it was uh, outlawed and stopped. Lincoln wasn't such a great guy as the history books per, uh, portray. He was a major racist. 
But he did finally legally get rid of slavery because he thought it would hurt the South to have their farming economy destroyed. The real people that were not racist were the ones be- behind, you know, getting rid of that whole mentality. And they are now, too. It's not just because slavery is not legal now. Any kind of division that our criminal media is pushing on is currently against so-called white people. I say so-called because I've never met a white person in my life any more than I met an absolute black people, black person. There are people who are shades of brown, yeah. In the summer, I'm one of them, actually. And shades of everything. But the issue of what color somebody is is so stupid and so irrelevant when you respect everybody's background as an individual. If you really grasp that, you're not subject to the media nonsense anymore. And, you know, you don't fall for that division. The other thing that was done that I think set in motion some bad karma for the U.S. and many other countries, and it was going on for thousands of years, is subjugation of women. And I don't mean that women and men are identical. That's total nonsense as well. But on the spirit level, they are. That's not nonsense. And so the value of men and women is obviously identical because they're both spirit. They're not bodies. They're wearing bodies, so they have different experiences in the physical world. Hormone balances, which are getting all messed up by pesticides and herbicides and all kinds of horrible poison in the environment right now that should be illegal. Um, Hormone balances are delicate. Brain chemistry is delicate. And when they're not messed with, then when you're born into a certain body, you're not assigned a gender. That is total... BS. It's not assignment. It's like you look at a body. I know this is an advanced biological concept on the show, but if you look at the body of a baby, you can tell which of the two existing genders it is. That's not arbitrary assignment. People who are telling you that are trying to corrupt everybody. Anyway, when you're born into a certain gender of body, you have a certain type of brain, and the hormone balance is different. The hormones are shared All the hormones, as far as I know, are common to both sexes, but they're in radically different ratios. And that determines everything about um, your experience in life. And it's very delicately done. It's not messed up, except very rarely. But when you get the whole world polluted by uh, atrazine and all kinds of horrible pesticides and uh, now GMOs and worse things are being injected into people, There's no more normal civilization that's got to be gotten back, and that adds to the karma that we're all reaping and living through right now. So the initial impulse of freedom was tarnished by looking down on women, looking down on Native American people uh, who were just regular people. Some were great, some were awful, some were all just normal people and same thing with people with dark skin that were kidnapped in Africa and sold over here um, evil has been infiltrating into all the parts of the of the society as a result of that bad karma it needs to be turned around <clears throat> but at this point it saturates almost everything everybody's falling for divide and conquer and people of different genders are hating each other and everybody wants special laws to protect they're protecting their group instead of just the laws of protecting everybody as a human. The money system is totally 
totally corrupted. Central banks are being used as a weapon to destroy countries, including the U.S., but including almost every country in the world. The reason that the U.S. military was used to destroy Libya, for example, is because they were trying. Gaddafi was setting up a separate banking system based on sound money, gold, and he was going to spread it all over Africa to help the African people become independent of the central banks. So that was, as far as I know, that was one of the main reasons that he had to be killed and that Hillary was laughing about killing him and his whole family. It's because of the system that was serving. The education system has been totally corrupted in America and most other countries. And it's teaching insanity and it's making sure to destroy common sense and mo- most of the intelligence of the people needs to be turned around homeschooling is an antidote. We've been talking a lot about that. Ray Moore was talking about it. We've had many great homeschooling advocates on the show. Taking the kids away from what is now a deadly, dangerous educational system. And if you're still somewhat conscious and you're working in that system, you know exactly what I mean. There's so many evil things to declare independence from now. And getting your kids out of bad schools is one of them. Corporations forming with no morality, allegiance to stockholders, and the biggest stockholders have congealed into a few major um, entities, the biggest of which is BlackRock, as we've been posting stories about that recently. BlackRock and Vanguard, and to a lesser extent State Street, own pretty much the whole world at this point and are working in cooperation with the central banking system to destroy individual countries. And for decades, I think it's being exposed now, <clears throat> the elections in free countries that are supposed to be free, like America, for example, have, have been false. I don't know when it started, probably decades ago. I know I read a great book called Election, no, what's it called? Vote Scam USA by the Collier Brothers. You can still get it. I don't think it's been banned. They figure nobody will take the time to read it. This was way before voting machines, and the vote was completely corrupted at that time in America. They were taking the ballots, the paper ballots. You know, people think paper ballots are going to end voting corruption. That's totally not not true. They were taking all the paper ballots to basements and then under guard by machine gun wielding security guards, making sure nobody could watch. They had the League of Women Voters and other groups in there helping to change the vote to what they wanted, and that was not voting machines. So this is all an indication of consciousness. Uh, The banking and corporate takeover of government, that's a definition of fascism. Antifa people who are paid and highly confused need to understand if you want to be against fascism, understand what it is. You know, it's the merging, as Mussolini said, at the end of World War II or during it, <clears throat> between corporations and governments working for combined tyranny. And the government has grown in the U.S. since the people haven't been able to control it way beyond its legal functions. And it started agencies to do illegal things for it, which don't have any basis for existing. Um, 
technology has made a big difference between because what's happening now is that the takeover of America and in most of the world by these authorities who pretend that they're legitimate and are using the medical system now, especially for tyranny, <clears throat> they, um, they're used as agencies and they're not controlled by the Constitution because they consider themselves independent. For example, the World Health Organization, the World uh, Trade Organization, the World Economic Forum, all the agencies within the U.S., uh, CDC and places like that, they're functioning as governments. And if you question them, you're considered um, a criminal. But real science <clears throat> is not tyranny. It's questioning everything, including medicine, including what they call authoritative information. This was one of the important good things that the founders declaring their independence set up in the government. They had a list of these rights <clears throat> that everybody had that belonged to everybody in the whole world. Um, natural rights are what they're called in general, but they listed 10 of them or 10 categories <clears throat> to make sure that the government didn't was really clear that it couldn't ever take away these rights, even in an emergency. And the emergency is totally irrelevant. In a free country, based on individual freedoms, even if there's an emergency or some kind of thing that kills some disease that kills 99% of the people, and it's not a fake, and it's not diagnosed with a fake PCR test and you know fraudulent death numbers and all that, say it's real. In a free country, the government can suggest, you know, 99% of you are dying and it would be good to stay in your home. And, you know, if they gave you real information, they would tell you natural means to protect yourself. But they don't do that anymore. They could, they could recommend natural remedies and things like that. They could not force you to give up your rights. It's your, your decision whether to live or die. And if you want to go outside and in a real pandemic where 99% kill rate was the reality, if you want to go outside and die, nobody can stop you from doing that. Well, maybe your child or your wife or husband or somebody that cares about you, but not government, not corporations. They have no such right. And if the people become aware of that and say, wait a minute, what does freedom mean? What's a free country? What was the purpose of declaring independence from Britain? And it's nothing against people in Britain. They're the same as people anywhere. It's People in every country are just humans. Most of them are enslaved to some degree by a corrupt government. But if you're in the government and you're listening, you don't have to keep doing that. You can try to use your position for good. And you realize that if you're in the government and you go along knowingly, with committing crimes in color of law, that's not good karma for you or for you know people that follow you. It's, there's this time lag that makes people unaware of this cause and effect relationship, but karma's real. Reaping what you sow is real. Not just after you die. It starts affecting your life right now. So anybody thinks that by joining Satanism or you know, by corruption in government and stealing and unfair taxation and 
um, all this thing, stuff or sabotaging other people's businesses so that you'll get ahead. This is not a smart plan. And I understand that if you don't know, you think that people get away with things if they're smart enough. Nobody gets away with anything other than temporarily. And if it's a time lag, it's usually an increased reaction. Nobody's punishing you. God's not running up and giving you a punishment or sentencing you to you know, so many years of suffering. It's automatic. It's a mechanism within consciousness, and you can't run away from it. Because as they say, wherever you go, you're going to still be there. So now after 245 years of the Declaration of Independence in America, which is supposed to be the whole focus of the holiday today, first of all, being familiar with what we just read and maybe knowing some of the people, as many as possible, that signed away their lives to, to stand behind it because it was the right thing to do. That's the, that's the function. It's Even if you're eating hot dogs and hamburgers and drinking beer and playing music or whatever it is you want to do, the point of it is the Declaration of Independence and what it means for now, respecting the fact that it gave an opportunity to experience what a little bit of freedom would be like, even a small amount tarnished by prejudices and low consciousness and uh, the things that people still were confused about. Even that amount of freedom had a massive result in prosperity in getting to have a home and a farm if you wanted one in your own business and minimal harassment by government, no government agencies to speak of. Um, you don't need to be controlled. The only reason for government is because you agree to let them protect your individual freedoms, protect your border, obviously, if there's you know, not like now when the government is shipping in invaders by the hundreds of thousands into America to destroy the country. This is on video. This is not a crazy theory at all. This is happening today, every day. And the country is under attack. Every formerly somewhat free country is under attack right now. So the lesson of the Declaration of Independence is not to start new wars. They're, they're taking care of that quite well. They're, they're planning wars all over the place because it's big business. And the people who believe in freedom and independence don't need to be starting wars. They want you to start wars. You fall right into the trap. What, what they need to do is start working on themselves and eliminate, like it does say in the Bible, <clears throat> you're complaining about the speck in the other person's eye. And you don't see the beam in your own. In other words, the way to fix the world is not run around and try to force everybody else to change. Force doesn't work that way. It, it elicits a reverse opposite and equal reaction. But if you change yourself, if you find these issues in yourself, you find racism in yourself, you find thinking badly of other people, condemning them for things that you've been guilty of too, forgetting, you know, being willing to throw the first stone when you really shouldn't be doing that. Um, change those things in yourself. And then there's something that flows through you at that point, And you can affect other people who would never listen to you and change through normal means. 
right now um, the U.S. is not in control of the people who think they're in power. It's not in control of the people in the White House, the president and all those. It's not in control of the city councils who think they're so powerful and they sit up above the residents of the city and they give them three minutes to talk while they text on their phone and don't even listen. It's not under the control of those people. Those people are puppets of who's really in control. And it's, it's basically, you know, it would be a whole long show to explain even the structure of it, but it's under satanic control right now, not not from the religious sense, but from the real sense of people who are making contact with non-physical, real entities that do exist and are telling them what to do. And right now, the great culling is underway, and, and they're using medical tyranny for the most part, along with geoengineering, toxic medicine, toxic agriculture, a food processing system that takes all the life out of the food before you eat it, toxic frequencies from wireless technologies. That by itself is enough to wipe out life. All these things are coalescing together. Um, and a lot of the highly educated people because they've been brainwashed by the system and they've memorized things they think they've learned, but they don't even understand safe and effective. They just memorized it. And a lot of doctors and public health officials and the public are going along with these things and they think they're working for humanity. They don't realize our current education is teaching insanity. They're teaching communism and wealth redistribution. They're teaching that nationalism is bad, in fact, some of the new document that just came out of the Biden administration says that uh, nationalism is one of the signs of, uh, you know, terroristic tendencies. Um, education is teaching racism currently against white people, but that's just currently they'll teach it. The main thing is division between all different people who are all one family, but they have different color costumes on right now called physical bodies. The idea of hating each other about that is really dumb, you guys, and they hope the school system has dumbed us down enough to fall for that. The schools are teaching gender fluidity and division and that your gender, you just got assigned by some evil white man somewhere. It wasn't because of biology or anything. They're teaching incorrect health knowledge making people wear masks as a sign of submission, getting ready to clamp down again. They're already doing that in Canada, planning on doing it here very soon, pushing a fake pandemic, injections and toxic drugs for everybody. There have been zero diagnosed cases in this pandemic so far by any lab test because the PCR test is a fraud. And that's not my theory. That's the inventor of the PCR test said that, and it's still on the internet because they don't think you're smart enough to look it up. Um, schools are teaching illiteracy, lack of basic skills, lack of work, work ethic, thinking that you should just be taken care of by government handouts instead, uh, teaching victimhood, teaching the nonsense of climate change and CO2 as a bad gas. They don't want you to know there's no correlation between CO2 ratios in the atmosphere and uh, temperature. You check, you'll find that out. It's true. They zoom in on a little piece of the graph to tell you otherwise. And they want you to stop using energy and think that it's your fault that climate change is happening or global warming is happening. 
No, it's not. Not only because there's no correlation in CO2 levels and, and temperature, but because there are technologies now that would make oil and gas and nuclear totally irrelevant, unnecessary, far better than solar and wind. Cars would be running on water or magnetism. Uh, there are magnetic energy generators. Anybody who brings them out publicly is killed, which is a real issue because not too many people really want to get killed and then have the technology stolen anyway. Race, enslavement and extermination is the plan. It's clear and simple. So our question is, and the only reason to take an hour out of your important hamburger and hot dog eating party to even think about any of this kind of stuff is not to bore you because you know where to find better entertainment anyway. But the question that matters is how do we heal it? Are we that helpless that they want us to think we are? Um, if you saw the first Star Wars movie when they were still really good and symbolic of a lot of things in real life, <clears throat> they were trying in, in the first one to get rid of the Death Star before it blew up another planet. And they managed to do that barely in time, but um, they found a weak spot, one weak spot, at the sacrifice of many lives getting the plans. <clears throat> and they found out that there was this little port and it could bring down the whole system. Same thing is happening now, except it's an analogy. The port is internal inside you in consciousness, not your physical body, inside you, your own awareness. If you can understand what that means and find out and use it, there are all kinds of things that are being kept secret from us. That's the biggest, in what I've found anyway, in the last 50 years. And we're being distracted from ever stumbling onto it until it's too late. And, uh, you know, we've seen great heroic people like David Icke and Chris Guy and other ones promoting mass non-compliance, non-violent, completely non-violent, but don't follow suicidal orders. That It's not... See, a suicidal order means it's an order to destroy yourself. And obeying that is not a sign of great character. It's a sign of confusion and Stockholm Syndrome and things like that. So what these people like David Icke and Chris Guy are recommending is mass noncompliance with suicide. Don't kill yourself. You know, don't, don't go out to change climate change by not exhaling anymore because you're so evil or not ever using your car. They know the cars could all be running on water right now and it's being hidden. So you're not the problem with global energy. Um, but the mass non-compliance happens automatically with growth, growth in consciousness because once you get aware of who you are to a greater and greater degree and it's a gradual process, then um, you don't have fear anymore which is the biggest control that they're using. And uh, things change. So this is Independence Day. We're over time. The soldiers that they were complaining about being quartered in the colonists' house in the 1700s, they're in your house now. They have names like Alexa, Siri, contact tracers, other people like that doing fraudulent tests on you where you stick this thing into your nasal cavity way up to the cribriform plate 
on the edge of your brain, that's not a normal diagnostic test, you guys. If if the disease is so bad that it's you know killing everybody and contagious, they could get it off your breath or at worst off the corner of your mouth or something like that. They don't need to practically jam the, the stick into your brain. Think, wake up, become aware. Declare independence. No violence. That's falling for the scam. Just like when Darth Vader wanted Luke to kill his father. Once he gave in to that frequency of violence, he'd become the new Darth Vader. So don't become the new Darth Vader. We don't need more of them. Reform the Darth Vaders by changing yourself because there's a resonant connection between you and every other life form everywhere. You have more power than you know all of us do. So we need to encourage each other to discover it. It's not violent. It's way better than that. And we don't have to hurt the bad guys. We don't have to destroy them. We have to rescue them. And there's no way to even think about that unless you're willing to do the work. So, again, sorry to be over time. I hope you have a wonderful Independence Day, not just 4th of July. Independence Day, any country in the world where you live. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Your rights are not different. Natural rights are universal. They don't come from the UN. They don't come from a country. They all come from God. And you don't just get it if you say, I believe in God. You get it no matter what. There's some big things, potential for us to grasp. And if you can get them, if we are willing to start doing the work on ourselves instead of running around trying to force everybody else to change, that's going to make everybody else change. So anyway, happy Independence Day. Um, I got to get ready for Planetary Healing Club. If you want to keep us on the air, which I'd really appreciate if it's meant to happen anyway, and Funding for our projects is really needed. We have most things on hold right now because uh, of this money thing, you know, and I'm not going to, I've I got offers all week to promote things in commercials that are not ethical, and I'm not going to do that. So if you want to support us and you've got the means to do that, um, lostartsradio.com has donate buttons, and so does subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Um other than that, we really need help getting around the censorship for obvious reasons. If you want to share the links, that would be a really nice idea. And stay in touch at lostartsradio.com. It shows where we're still on the air. Um, and you can get links to all the shows, the live shows. And then on Sunday, we have a guest show. Um, incredible one coming up tomorrow, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern U.S. time. And the archives are all free. And then... Uh, for those of us that want to try, even though it seems like it, it's very late uh, in the game to do this, to do the deeper levels of work that I talked about to turn this all around on an energy level and learn how to take care of yourself and get, get your health back <clears throat> instead of being a total slave, start upgrading yourself and it'll help everybody else. Okay, so thank you. Really a pleasure to be with you. And uh, see you in Planetary Healing Club in 19 minutes if you feel like being there. And otherwise, uh, tomorrow night with a guest show. And I hope you have a great week and everything good happens in your life. So take it easy and we'll see you next time. 
Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on Big Tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. 
Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.